discovering this alternate universe that has like an effect on her current universe and it's all run by these cats. alien cat jump like dimension jumping cats it is frustrating that moon shadow elves naruto run everywhere they go <laughs> this is something that doesn't have to happen ever <laughs> With an artist, a podcast created by students for students, where animation junkies Jordan and Rich geek out about animation, interview industry professionals, and ask the questions you want answered. I'm Rich, and I love cartoons. I'm Jordan, and I make cartoons. Hey everyone, it's Jordan and Rich, and we're here doing another chit chat episode on Evening with an Artist. That's right. How are you, Rich? That's what we're doing. Uh, I'm fantastic. You're fantastic. Feel awesome. healthy as a horse. Million bucks. <laughs> How are you doing, Jordan? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, what's new? What's new in animation, you mean? <laughs> uh, so, did you hear? The new probably Avatar? not. Probably not. <laughs> no, you probably did. You're obsessed with Avatar. The new Avatar film that's coming out is going to potentially be made by Flying Bark Productions. Out of Australia? Yeah. That's exciting stuff, yeah. isn't it? So that'll be cool. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. I know nothing about them. Uh, or anything that they've done ever, but I, I'm sure they're going to be a good choice. Yeah, I tried. I looked into them a little bit, and I was like, okay. Nothing yeah, you recognized. I, had, I hadn't heard of. I hadn't heard of them before. But yeah. I mean, that's not really all that unheard of for no. me to not have heard about things. That's true. <laughs> there's a lot of studios out there. There's a lot of stuff. It's out there. It's a big, big world full um, of cartoons. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. They were kind of talking a little about how they were going to animate it. Um, now, do you know? Is this, like, the next new Avatar movie, or is this, like, the first new Avatar movie, and they just, like, haven't started working on it yet? Because they have a lot of projects in their pipeline already, I think, but I don't think any of them are started, so this might be the first movie that they're, like, gone through the story phase and they're going into production. That's a good question. I would it was assume... too loaded of a question, I mean, admittedly. from the very short interview that I saw... Um, when they were talking about to someone from production at Flying Bark, it sounds like they must be getting close to the production phase, which is where animation happens. So I'm assuming that the characters uh, are developed and the story is developed and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, and again, I don't know. We don't have any inkling of what the story is. I'm assuming right like we don't we haven't heard anything not necessarily true like how the is, is first it following the, books, the first feature animation film that uh, avatar Studios should be coming out with will be i believe it's like officially released as being like after the whole ozai sozin's comet thing uh, so like Aang and his friends, I don't know if it's going to be years later, if it's going to pick right up. I think a lot of the like comic books were set after that and are considered canon. So I think it's going to be after the comic books. So maybe a few years later, all the okay. kids are older. I don't know. Yeah. We know from Korra that Aang and Katara get married at some point and have kids probably would be before that. Like, are they going to be like adults then? Maybe. Probably, maybe. Like, not adolescents, but young adults. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, what what age group were they kind of, like, in the canon? Because they were, like... I, I think Aang was were, 11. Like, young, yeah, like, I think, I the, think the kids show. were, like, 14, 15, and Aang was 11. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. 
So, yeah. He marries an older woman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you're the Avatar, you marry whoever you want. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would be really cool. Either way, I'm excited. I'm excited to see Appa. Really excited about that. I mean, he doesn't do anything, so yeah. He's fluffy and adorable. He is fluffy and adorable. Yeah, and like, do you remember that episode from the show when like it's it's really sad and he's getting like tortured and stuff? That was like yeah. that, like tore me apart. Yeah, deep in my rough. soul. <laughs> I can't handle stuff like that. But yeah, so when the like sh- very short interview that I watched, uh, they were kind of talking about how they're looking into that hybrid style of animation where it's two D based with a lot of CG enhancement. Um, I know that's becoming more popular, especially since, like, Klaus, I feel like, was a really big marker But was for Klaus that. was still 2D animated, yes. right? Like, the characters weren't 3D models like they no. are in Arcane with paint over them. Correct. Yeah. So Arcane was, like, 3D models, um, and they used aesthetic. the paint to make it look 2D. And this is and 2D Klaus with a 3D, 3D aesthetic. Exactly. So, so hard. Which is crazy, and to be honest they're both like they both looked amazing like if you yeah i can't compare... say one of those things is better than the other because i know those, those two are masterpieces like i can't How find any flaws even... with either I if i tried which i never would and klaus had a very i will say like if we're talking like straight up what the the 2d to 3d like what it did for the actual animation klaus might probably be a little more elevated yeah because like a lot of it was like hand-drawn yeah like it was 2d yeah i'll agree with that hand-drawn like shading and traditional stuff like Like, they did a lot of hand drawing right within it rather than only using the rigs but definitely like that application of 3d aesthetics onto 2d hand-drawn animation will elevate that medium more than like putting a 2d aesthetic on a 3d model would elevate that like it makes it look beautiful and painterly Mm -hmm. but it doesn't make it look like it's being you know brought out you know like the 3d on 2d makes makes it look like everything's being brought out more towards you whereas the painting kind of does the opposite and makes it look more like a 2d cartoon that's true which is the goal and it worked fantastically but it's you know as beautiful as it is it doesn't seem like it's elevating that no, form, I see what you're saying. You know, yeah. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know if people are going to be listening to this and like gritting their teeth. Like, Who's this guy? <laughs> and I mean, again, it's it's always we always just we talk about our opinions unless we say otherwise. It's so hard. It would be so hard to compare like two films like Klaus and uh, Arcane. Arcane, like that's cr- yeah. like just crazy to think about. Yeah. But like, if we're talking Avatar, you know, it was it was a two D animated show, and it looked awesome. If they did something more Klausy style just because Klaus was very like full and stuff. And I mean, I know that Avatar is going to have a lot of action sequences and stuff. And a lot of effects. Yeah. So Jordan, would you rather see the new Avatar film go more towards Klaus or more towards Arcane in aesthetic? Probably Klaus. With Arcane effects? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did love... I mean, the arcane effects were literally 2D effects. Yeah. Basically. Um, or they were definitely made to look that way. This is Flying Bark production, so I don't know if they've really made anything quite like Klaus was yeah. made. And we so don't know their stuff, so we don't know what their we don't, aesthetic like, is. Yeah, we'll have to like do a little deeper dive into that. And like once we start learning more about Avatar and the studio and stuff, we'll definitely talk about it more. Expecting Klaus kind of like amazingness might be expecting a lot. Yeah. 
Because that's spa studio, right? Klaus was spa studio? Spa. And again, we'll, we're going to do a whole thing on Klaus at some point. Aside <laughs> from that, it was just... In fact, we don't know. They just made it look more beautiful. And it was almost like you were like, is this 2D? Is this 3D? Like, what is this? But it still had that quality that only 2D so far can really have. Unless you're, you're talking about like an actual Disney production. But even in Disney, it's, it's just different. It just moves differently. And yeah. like Klaus had literal drawn animation. And I don't really expect a studio, like another studio being able to have the kind of budget to do that necessarily. Maybe they would and maybe they, they could, but I don't know. Um, I don't think that they're going to do something like arcane, gritty paint, painted on like rough texturing, yeah. which was really, really cool. But I think it was also very reminiscent of kind of just like the theme of the, of the show in general, that yeah. like really moody um, theme. Yeah. That was kind of going through the whole thing. Yeah. And Avatar will probably that. be a little... It's usually pretty cheerful. <laughs> I, For the most part. <laughs> I would agree. I'd rather see Klaus aesthetic on Avatar yeah. over the arcane. Yeah. Um, but it really doesn't matter as long as the action sequences are great. Yeah. Like, that's what Avatar's all about. Well, yeah. They... I mean, you can speak to it. They literally took reference from actual like fight scenes and stuff like that and yeah yeah they really followed a lot into like what actual martial arts would look like yeah Um, they had like a martial arts expert like going through all the moves of all the different martial arts working with them to like select ones that like have the feel of being based in that kind of element which is super cool Mm -hmm. um did they do any like rotoscoping for some of those shots yeah yeah ton of it i'm sure yeah like, I don't know if they were, like, yeah, I mean, rotoscoping, it, they may have been doing, like, mocap stuff, but, like, that's basically, I don't know, two two different words for the same thing at this point, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm sure they at least, I mean, if they would have had the technology to just, you know, to watch the shots, to draw over the shots, to at least get the base feel. Yeah. For sure. I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah. But, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, Either way, really I'm cool excited. stuff. Avatar. It's going to be great. What, whatever happens, there's a lot of Avatar stuff in the wings, and yeah. it's all going to be awesome. And with the way effects are these days, whatever they do, as long as the effects are good, because like, they're all wielding elements and stuff, so they got to do a good job there. Yeah, and hopefully uh, hopefully they don't push too much OP characters. Yeah. Because there's a few through Avatar that are just kind of like, meh. Mm, yeah. Oh, you can do anything? Oh, concussive man, you can just, like, make people explode with your forehead. Oh, right. Laser beams, like, that's... I did not like that. That's cool for you. Yeah. No explanation why. I think they might have explained why, like, way later, but I don't remember. I don't remember Um, either. Anyways, moving along. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I did see that Encanto, Ed, Maya, and the Three, uh, they both won Best Directing Honors and Encanto also won three other awards in addition to Best Director. The cool thing about this is basically it was at the Imogen Awards, which, like, I don't know a lot about it, but I I've do know... I've never heard of it. Yeah, but I do know what's cool about it is that they won these against live-action, sh- like, film. Yeah. So these are animated films getting judged alongside live-action, and they won. Yeah. Which is pretty freaking cool. That's really cool. So... That's awesome. <laughs> Hats off to them. I won. Even though if you've heard our Maya and the Three episode. <laughs> yeah. We weren't in love with Maya and the Three, but that's yeah. okay. We always said that there like, it looked really good. There were great things about it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's not that 
you know, that's what happens in a review, right? Like, yeah. nothing is perfect. One day we'll talk about Encanto, and, like, I'll tell you, I do have problems with some of it, even though I love Encanto. Yeah. Love it. This is interesting. I don't know what you'd have problems with. Okay, cool. <sighs> Something for the future. We'll, we'll get into Something it. Something for the future. Mostly story stuff, but yeah. Disney is also releasing a couple new 2D animated series, which I thought that was cool. So it's one of them is called The Doomies, and the other is Dragon Striker. Dragon Striker. They're looks, both just cartoons. Yeah, two D animated cartoon series. Dragon Striker looks kind of, sort of Pokemon, not Pokemon esque. Like, um, I don't know. They all have like kind of anime ish. I think it's almost Western like anime. They all get like in these kind of almost mech things, and then they like they're like fighting, and there's like Dragon Striker games, and everyone watches the games. Okay, so they're kind of like thing. they're like mech suit tournament fighters. Yeah, kind of like that. Except they're not in, like, insane giant mech things, but they're just, they get all, like, suited up with cool shit, and they... Small mech suits. Juice, and they do stuff, yeah. I don't right. Power-armored tournament. I saw, like, one fighting. trailer, but, like, for, for I don't know, it looked kind of cool. Okay. Like, I was like, this is maybe a series I would actually deign to, like, watch. Yeah. Interesting. All the random stuff that Disney makes. So that's kind of cool. Um, and then Apple TV released this movie called Luck. Did you see it? I haven't seen it. Okay. I've seen the ads. I've been aware of Luck for a while. Okay. I would have no um, idea it was Simon Pegg. Uh, Who's Simon Pegg? You mean like as an actor or yeah. in the movie? As an actor. Um, you know, Shaun of the Dead. Scotty from Star Trek. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. that guy uh, is the black cat. Okay. Um, so that's cool. He's cool. Yeah. He's, he's a Scottish cat. And in Scotland, black cats are lucky. So that's, like, the weird twist where, like, the girl finds this lucky penny, but she's super unlucky, and she ends up palling around with this lucky black cat, but she's super unlucky, but the cat's lucky and the penny's lucky. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. I think it, the whole point is that she's got to figure out how to make her own luck and stop being a whiny baby for being so unlucky. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just... It looks fine. I saw That's the my I saw the trailer, but I, it's so funny because she's just like, "Oh, she's this really unlucky girl. Cool." Then she finds this lucky penny, and now she's lucky. Cool. Then no, she's this... still not lucky. No, she is because when she has the penny, everything's going like well for her. Okay. 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 Sure. No, yeah, this is yeah. happening in the trailer. I swear. All right. <laughs> I see her being that like I didn't interpret it this way. Look, but I promise you. And then sh- sh- there's this cat, and it's the cat's penny. And then the cat goes into this vortex, and then she follows it, and it's this cat spy world where, and again, sorry, I'm not spoiling anything. This I think it's like the, the land of luck where they go. Okay, the land of luck, but it's like this weird business place where there's like lucky business people. And it's, they're all cats. And they're all cats or something, and she goes into this world, and she's like discovering this alternate universe that has like an effect on her current universe, and it's all run by these cats. alien cat jump like dimension jumping cats that's where i was like okay this <laughs> it's lost me because <laughs> when i saw this i was like oh okay Look, if the mcu can jump through time and create alternate universes uh, you know at the snap of their fingers <laughs> or literally erase half the universe i guess at the snap of their fingers like whatever they want to do they just they just do it like i don't care if apple tv is is it not dreamworks i thought it was dreamworks this luck thing no it's apple tv that's so weird i know yeah, I don't know. They can get as as meta as they want with weird dimension stuff. Like it would be fine. It's just the way when I was watching the trailer and the way that the story was playing out, I was like, "This is dumb." You can make anything 
and if you make it believable and like that it works well then you're like cool this is awesome and it makes total sense and it's great but if you make something weird and then you have this really awkward transition into it where it doesn't get explained well or it doesn't you don't find a way to make it make sense yeah then it's like weird if someone was oh yeah there's this powerful ring and it like has the power to like change the path of middle earth and it's like owned by this fiery dude and he's up in his mountain and there's these little hobbit boys that have to take the ring and no one else can take it because only hobbits are pure of heart people be like that's that sounds doesn't stupid. make any sense you that sound sounds like stupid. an idiot but like when you put it all together and you make the whole story and the world and everything is cohesive and everything is good then you're like oh it's lord of the rings it's awesome uh, i mean i feel like you sold it weird you could be like <laughs> hey there's this thing and it's like a metaphor for like nazis or something and people would be like oh cool yeah wizards and shit oh, i'll see that no anyways anywho <laughs> so maybe it would be good like i probably won't see it so that's fine but i just thought that so that part was weird in the trailer and then i just thought it was funny all the characters had, like, the kind of... They had a very, very Disney-esque heads and, like, faces. And they're all, like, just a little too big. And they had that Disney, like, Elsa face. Okay. And they all have that, like, weird... they all have weird, that, like, two-skinned body. And they body. just look... Yeah, they just look kind of lifeless. Because, like, they don't... There's no, like, sense to their personality or why they look like that. 3D productions, sometimes they just don't hit the mark. And they pick, like, an aesthetic. This is what people are going to look like. But then nobody really has any individuality, and then they all just kind of blend into one. Like, there's nothing special about any of them. And, like, you can say, like, oh, well, they're following that aesthetic, but at the end of the day, it's kind of like minions. All the minions kind of look the same, except some of them have true. two eyes and some of them have one. It's kind of like that. Like, maybe on their the own, ones, they're appealing. And, like, I mean, there's, like, the three main characters that are, like, different from the rest. I couldn't pick them out. No. But kids can. I wouldn't I'm be sure. like, that's Kevin or whatever. I'm yeah. Sure kids are, there's, kids, yeah, kids there's know. definitely a Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be able to pick them out. Yeah. But like, I know kids who watch the movies over and over, like, they'll, they'd know for sure. Yeah. You could get them a minion toy and they'd be like, I don't want this one. Yeah. Like, he's the stupid one. I'm not even going to But in the point, names. too, minions were kind of supposed to be like that. They were supposed to, like, all look the kind of the, the same. same. Yeah. That was kind of the point. And then you got Gru and you got the kids. And like they all look and all human characters different. look different. However, they still look like they all fit together in the same cohesive universe. Yes. Right. So like when like Disney or anything like they make like something like that, they all look like they're fitting. So I, are you I, saying I bring that up the Disney? luck characters look different enough from each other that they look like they don't belong no. in the same world? The other, they look so similar that they all look like they belong in the same world, but there's no defining features between them that give them any personality. Right. From and I'm just getting this from, from this trailer. trailer. Again. So like this one trailer that you saw. Don't at me, minute. guys. I'm just. This is my first impression of a trailer. It's cool. That's what it's a lot cool. of Richard so This is a safe about. space for now. <laughs> and, you know, if you guys tell me it's good, I'll, I'll watch it and I will. I'll absorb it and I'll go in with an open mind. But I just find that funny because this movie was like very, very well funded. Like, was it millions and millions of dollars? Jeez. To make this movie, and I'm I feel just like, like, there's no hype on this movie. There's no hype. I didn't know no. it was coming. I just saw a random trailer because I was looking into stuff. Like it yeah. wasn't on my radar. And then, you know, it did that, and I was like, I was looking at the trailer. I'm like, what? No, they kind of look like all. They look kind of boring and gross, and like the same. And I don't know. You have to like, make an appealing character design, and they all have to kind of look like 
they're all part of the same universe, but they all have to have very unique personality and physical traits and to features like, to yeah. yeah because that's really what like you know that's realistic it's everyone's true. diverse and everything and that's what's interesting it's very true i don't know so. anyways that, yeah, enough about that. luck we've been at least 10 <laughs> minutes talking about this thing based on a one minute trailer yeah until it comes out it deserves no more of our time that's yeah. my opinion <laughs> fair there's new stuff coming out on netflix i don't know what it is there's a new like movie david and something something like a cgi movie i'm assuming it's about like david and goliath oh it looks very like set in biblically times okay i don't know i didn't i don't think i even watched the trailer okay but i just put it on my list i was like cool i'll see that later like the yeah. 500 other things that i'll never watch <laughs> new season of cuphead's coming out in like a couple weeks new season of dragon prince just came out which i have to start watching mm-hmm. that's going to be exciting I like these new seasons of things that already exist. Yeah. Because, you know, it's always nice to see that Netflix hasn't dropped a show. Yeah. That's, exactly. that's good. <laughs> Maybe it's the last season of everything. Who knows? Yeah. Is there anything else? You know, I watched something today okay. on YouTube. What you been watching? Uh, by chance. It wasn't today. It was last night. It was like a 20-minute video basically about how, like, Emperor's New Groove tanked disney like like it wasn't good enough to save disney and it cost them insane amounts of money most of which went down the toilet like it was very interesting apparently there's like this this whole thing took so long and they they like had to you know fire people and bring in new people and they changed the story like completely after investing like millions of dollars into it yeah there's just so many things went wrong there's a documentary about it called sweatbox uh that premiered at tiff like you know a decade ago or so and disney had it like pushed away like oh really yeah like after it came out yeah disney buried it they were like no one gets to see this so now it's like only pirated i guess but just about like what a mess it was and like you know at at some point they had a couple like they they got a new director on i believe they weren't quite sure where that director was going and they didn't like where that director was going so they kind of got like a second team and then put these two teams against each other to like put like pitch them like a good story fix for this movie like they basically had two teams and they're like you need you've got like a couple weeks or whatever like give us your story and we'll see which one we're going to use to save this movie that's just going off the rails that's crazy yeah so they had cutthroat and like everyone who should have been working together was like kind of split up into like separate factions and like Dang. working against what each was other like, trying so to, like, they were like each other. here's your two teams here's your assignment if whoever didn't get picked were they like fired or something or not on the um, project anymore no you just all have to work on whichever one the, okay. the heads studio heads chose okay. right like they would be like we want this make this and then everyone makes that okay but uh, yeah it's just really weird like there was I had no idea. I wish I remembered more about this. I was folding laundry, so I wasn't paying 100% attention. Well, maybe you have so to, like... So into my laundry. Because to be... I mean, The Emperor's New Groove would be a great, like, movie review thing. We could kind of, like, segue into that whole... That whole thing. Thing. Because that's, yeah. that's kind of cool. I didn't even know that, because I genuinely love The Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. Like, it's pretty, I love that movie, so... Well, it's one of those things where, like, I think it ended up testing really well, because it was really goofy... Yeah. But the original movie wasn't supposed to be that way at all. And, like, they had Sting lined up to do all these songs. And then, like, Sting oh, pulled yeah, himself out of that. the project yeah. because it just got so goofy. And, like, what's the main character? I see. It's been a long time since uh, I've seen this movie. There's, 
Emperor. Oh, um. Is it Cusco? Cusco. Cusco, yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh my gosh. Um, so I guess Cusco is like trying to build an amusement park? Yes. And at the end, like, he's going to... He wants to build it on the, like, at, on a village and, like, demolish the village. And he wants yeah. to put it, like, literally on where this guy's house is. Yeah. At the top of a hill. Yeah. So then in the end, like, he decides he's not going to put it there. He's going to put it over here instead. And and Sting was like, that's not what I thought this movie was about. I thought it was about not building giant amusement parks in the end. Like, he would learn not, like, to decide right. to, you know, keep the landscape. And he's like, this doesn't line up with my beliefs. So I'm I'm leaving the project. Oh my gosh! So they did end up using like two of his songs, like the end credit song, mm-hmm. and then uh, the song that Tom Jones sings at some point during. The, right. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, like it's weird. Like that's so crazy. They were going in that vein of like we need to have like top like pop rock stars doing these soundtracks for these movies ever since Lion King, right? Like yeah, and uh, the whole thing fell apart. And like me, so I think like the director that they had in the beginning was the same guy that had come on board and like before like little mermaid so like he was the guy who was on board when little mermaid came out when lion king came out and then in this project i don't know for whatever reason they weren't happy and you know i think he was kind of like this is what we're doing and they were like we don't like that and he was like fine goodbye and so he went over to uh dreamworks decided to to make Rotel Dorado also set in like Incan background and like try to push that out first. Oh my gosh. Like is crazy. You're blowing my mind right now. It's crazy the stuff that was happening back then. But yeah, like wow, it's really cool. Oh my god, we got to do so many Anyways. Deep. That's amazing. That's so interesting <laughs> cuz so like weird. I love both of those films, but like I can even see around that time I feel like those are the ones when I was younger I would maybe kind of get them confused in my mind. Like I didn't see either of them those two movies are, like, the fewer ones that, like, I didn't own on VHS when I was a kid. But I've seen them and I know them. I actually love The Emperor's New Groove more as an adult than I think I did as a kid. Yeah. I always liked Rodel Dorado, but that was something I had to literally, like, rent a Blockbuster or something to see it. <laughs> That's super interesting. I didn't I didn't know yeah, about all weird. that crazy controversy stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to have to deep dive into that at some point. And then, like, the team of writers they got at the end to, like, fix Emperor's New Groove was, like, a bunch of, like, comedy writers off, I guess, different comedy series. I'm not sure. But just, like, big-time goofball comedy writers. Okay. So they just got, like, a room full of these guys, and these guys were basically just, like, coming up with gags the whole time, which (laughs) is, like, the opposite of, like, Disney's thing was always, like, story-based. And there's a few gags... Whereas, you know, everybody else, like, you know, Warner Brothers or, like, Fleischer or Hanna-Barbera, it's all about, like, sight gags and stuff, yeah. right? Like, um, so these guys were just coming up with tons of gags, and then they'd, like, send this stuff in, and the guys would be like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are we paying you guys to do? But then they, like, put it all together, and they're like, oh, my God, they, like, attested so well. They were like, this is amazing. And then they added Kronk as, like, purely comic relief. Yeah. I don't <laughs> I love Kronk. I guess he saved the movie in the end. Like I don't know. Well, and like Kronk got a got a groove after too. He got a movie. Yeah, got his own movie. Yeah. His own little spinoff. Never saw it. I saw it as an adult a few years ago and loved it. I actually kind of liked it. Yeah, like it's it's a sequel, so you gotta take it with a grain of salt and all that. Yeah. Sequels always get like way less. I mean, depending on the sequel, but back then usually they got a lot less. They got less funding, and you can just tell. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like the two or three Aladdin spinoffs um, kind of a thing. Yeah. Especially the second one. <laughs> yeah. 
but it's it's cute. I don't know. I enjoy I enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so you've been watching Cuphead and you said you were watching Yeah. Um, the new season of Cuphead is yeah. coming out and I haven't watched the last season at all, so I'm just like either. pouring through it. I think I've got three episodes left. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't love the first season of Cuphead. Mm-hmm. Like, the animation is beautiful. I love watching the animation, but I I wasn't getting into the characters. I thought yeah. they were a little too screwball-y and over the top. And now I'm, like, I'm good with it. Like, at yeah. this point, I'm, like, they're, I get them. I get their thing. They're cool. And, like, I don't know what I was expecting in the first place mm-hmm. because they should be that screwball-y. Yeah. So, like, I'm, I, it makes sense. Yeah. And I like how sometimes they do things that are, like, totally non-canon and then just, you know you know I, I like how they have it's it's pretty um it's pretty like serial based cartoon but with like an episodic nature and then sometimes they'll just all end up smashed into little bits and you'll be like oh yeah they're dead and then the next day they're fine and like you know yeah next episode like none of that stuff really ever happened no they're very nice. like cuz they're more there's like an overarching story but they also are more like episode by episode. High drinks. Yeah, high drinks. Yeah. Things don't have to happen that actually affect the overarching story. Yeah. Kind of a thing. And we watched a bit, but I don't think I finished it because I did have, love how it looked. Like, it's, yeah. it's really nice. So, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and I like the second season. I'm into it. Good. Like it's good stories. Okay. Um, that's good. It's then. a lot of fun. I'll definitely, and like, I'll definitely watch it. I only played like four levels of the game because like <laughs> I get enough frustration at work that I don't need to do that to myself every night. But yeah. uh, but a lot of the the like you know villains still like come back through right like they've they've only cycled through a small handful so like they keep bringing you know new bosses in and that's yeah. cool. You got to play Cuphead like with your partner or whatever. It's just it's so much better two player because you can kind of just laugh about it together when while you're dying a zillion times and it, yeah. it, it is slightly easier when with two people maybe i don't know how much she's gonna help me but we'll see <laughs> we'll see i don't know so i, so I brought I it like up a few times and she's like i don't think you want to play that game with me like i've seen <laughs> what that game looks like i mean like this the thing is like i'm not good at it either so usually whoever i played with was a lot better and i was sometimes it sucks being the person that like is pulling the pulling the group down <laughs> but you know i don't know which if it helps you get a little further yeah because i got it's, as long as everybody's I a good sport far. about it and isn't yeah. like i can't win with you yeah no exactly you have to go in with a very just be like oh this will be fun yeah this is for fun not <laughs> yeah not like i'm trying to 100 the game like playing overcooked yeah yeah that's different yeah overcooked is serious business <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so Cuphead, that's cool. Yeah. Season three will be cool. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah. I, uh, I think the second game is supposed to be coming Lighthouse out Studio. soon, I think, at some point. Like, I know it's there's in the been works. a lot of DLC. Like, they just did, a, no, there's been one DLC. I, oh, I thought there was two. I think there's only one. Oh, okay. It, like, just came out recently. But I, I haven't beat the game, so I'm not getting yeah. it. Yeah. Well, that's the <laughs> thing. Like, I, I haven't beat it, so I'm like, well, I don't want to invest in the DLC yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, but... Okay, that's gonna be but that's yeah. exciting though. The game is so that um, gorgeous. Dragon gorgeous, Prince gorgeous. also right. new, and I'm rewatching it with my partner to make her watch it. Nice. Um, and she's loving it so far, so that's great. Because Good. how can you not? Because I know it's great. Yeah, the the jokes are all on point. The characters are all rich, and you know, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna characters. have to start again. I'm gonna start again from the beginning, so I'm like geared up for season yeah. four. Yeah. That's going to be great. 
Yeah. Yeah. As we're watching through, I'm like, oh, I remember what happens with this situation. And, like, I remember little things. And my girlfriend's like, oh, so you remember, like, like the overall story, but you don't remember the little details. And I'm like, no. I remember a few little details, but I have no idea what the overall story is. Like, I don't remember that at all. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how all these little details come together that I know. Right. Uh, to, to build the story and You're push the like, story. Oh. Yeah. I will come back to, like, the animation style I thought was really weird. Okay. And I couldn't get behind it at first. Like, everyone was raving about this show and, like, the story got me into the show. Mm-hmm. The animation I found grating and choppy. Like it looks like it's animating at a low frame rate where like things kind of stick or, or hop. Yeah, um, I think I and remember I, this. I was very frustrated with that at first because I figured Netflix could afford to do better. Yeah. But I got over it pretty quick. Okay. I don't notice it anymore. Um, it is frustrating that Moonshadow Elves Naruto run everywhere they go. This is something that doesn't have to happen ever, but you know, it's yeah, it's fine. It sparked some good conversation, and then my girlfriend trying to like Naruto run through the parking lots, the grocery <laughs> store. So trying to figure out if that's how people should actually run. Yeah, like people who make anime, they've known the secret this whole time that you do genuinely run faster if you like lean forward <laughs> and put your arms forward. like behind your back and just yeah. like sprint yeah that's they've the way all, to run fast they've all practiced it many times yes yeah. they crack yeah. the code and we're just slow on the uptake yeah <laughs> and you just your feet have to move faster than the weight of your entire body pulling you forward yeah exactly it's <laughs> <Just> ridiculous <laughs> anyways anyways know, anime's cool everybody loves it well speaking of <laughs> these days everybody loves it <laughs> speaking of anna like you know poor animation and stuff like that so i've been watching big mouth lately um, which is like Can't a ridiculous even do it. show. I know. When I first started watching it, I totally get why people don't like it. And all of those feelings are 100% valid. And there's a part of me that hates myself because I keep watching it's it. It's like a guilty pleasure it's for like you? It's like a guilty pleasure for me. I know it a is. lot of people in the same boat. Yeah. It's, it is. And again, I don't... I'm like, for a second, we're going to put like the whole story aside for just a second. So, animation. <laughs> Strictly from an animation perspective. Strictly from an animation perspective, it's terrible. Okay, like the character designs are are awful. I don't think any anybody looks They're good. Not they physically all have appealing giant in heads, any way. Like the really giant heads, it's unappealing. I think that's somewhat purposeful. They're big sticky oaty lips. Yeah, they're big fish <laughs> lips and like whatever. And I just it's not good. Um, the characters, it's that adult animation thing. So like a lot of standing still with just like their mouth moving they barely emote like at all like all of their eyebrows are like stuck most of the time in the same spot yeah their eyes are very like dead and like especially like one of the main girl characters jesse her eyes are just like even when she's happy she her eyes are just so never change dead because and like yeah because especially because like the circles come like out of her head on the one side and it just makes them look really round and dead and i don't know it's weird and, like, I get that she's, like, the girl that's depressed a lot and stuff, but, like, she's, she, she I don't know, it just it makes she her look like a robot. Any brain, yeah, she's very robotic, I and mean, they all, they all kind of are. So, yeah, it's, it's not, but that's the aesthetic, and, like, I've watched it enough where, like, it doesn't kill me anymore, but, like, yeah, I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> Why do I watch it, then? 
I can't even really explain it that well. It's for the story. It's for the stupid story. The rich story. Yeah. The deep connections. (laughs) Yeah. That these children have, (laughs) like, coming in their pants every day or whatever they're doing. Here's what I like about it, okay? And I I think a lot of it too far that are, like, too crass for me. I'm not normally a person that likes really crass, like, adult stuff. Like, really, really, like, pushing the edge stuff. However, what I like about the show is it's a sex-positive show that talks about all of these things. And it doesn't just talk about, like, sex. It talks about, like, sexual health. It talks about, like, vaginas and periods and, like, all that kind of stuff. Like, so things like, that... Like, sub... sub- what am I trying to say? It's like secretly like educational. Yeah, it right. literally is because and when they bring stuff up, they talk about inequality, like gender inequality and like all of this stuff. And when they have people on like they talk about pansexuality and they talk about like transitioning and they talk about this stuff. And even though like there's jokes behind it, I think it's still like if you actually watch it, it always stands on the right side of like opinions for a lot of these issues. It's just sort of hidden under way, this way, like, mass... at least they're talking about it. Yeah, and it's hidden under this, like, the really crass, gross adult joke stuff. And, yeah. like, a lot of people won't like that. And, again, that's totally cool. But So you're saying enough, this is secretly a smart show. It's secretly a very sex-positive show that we just don't see almost ever. Maybe like, one day I can, like, no watch it about. with my eyes closed and I'll enjoy it. But, like, I also <laughs> hate Nick Kroll's voice so much. I know. I can't. I know. And, like... Here's the thing. As an aside from the animation topic, I hate Nick Kroll. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not fair because Nick Kroll is great. Like, I watched his last stand-up on, on Netflix. I think it was on Netflix. I don't know what it was. His last stand-up special. I loved it. Oh, okay. I was great. I was like, I love Nick Kroll. But when I hear him in anything, doing a voice in anything, yeah. I'm like, oh, please stop. Like, yeah. I can't. And uh, I don't know why. It's, it's yeah. not fair. But it's just, I've got this... You know, yeah. I'm like conditioned to like not liking Nick Kroll, and that's fine. And he does have an. I don't like his voice either. The voice. I mean, the whole show was just very like abrasive. Yeah. You know, both in, it's in the voice acting, it's in the it's in the things that they say, the story. Like, it's a lot. So like, and it's totally fair for if you don't like it. I don't, so a lot of the time I'm watching it and I'm like, why am I watching this? But it's just, there is this sort of like background thing that I just enjoy, which is just the like overall, like just no shame, sex positive, like messaging (laughs) in it that is just interlooped in there. Like it's literally going to be, if actual like teenagers, tweens, kids watch this show, like maybe they should or shouldn't i don't know but <laughs> parents have your kids sit down but like you know Rainbow. like if they are seeing the show which like it's probably happening because it's on netflix and it's animated they're gonna see a lot of stuff that's probably gonna teach them things that they aren't getting should taught that know. they should know yeah there's literal like stuff about sex education in there have you watched human resources i did watch human resources is it as is it the same so it's it's the same in the sense that it's it's like the same except it's on the other side. So it's, it's all the monsters. It's the in monster their world offices. instead, and like there's there's overlap into the human world, but it's more focused in the monster world, with like occasional overlap in the human right. world. 
And is it smart? I don't like it as much okay. because I like the funny interaction of like kids having these hormone monsters. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just funny. And it's just like, I don't know. There's just, they'll have like weird relationship things going on. And like, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's not as good. Right. Have I watched it though? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's fair. Which is fine. As long um, as you know what you're doing is wrong. Yes. And uh, you <laughs> properly flagellate yourself after with like a belt. <laughs> feel Dang. bad about it <laughs> exactly the other thing we were watching uh, my partner and i together we've been watching cyberpunk 2077 uh, and you still love it it's good it just it looks cool and like it's like kind of brutal it's gory and i i have heard other people talk about how great it is also and i have yet to watch it i think you would like it probably yeah so it's it's an adult animation it's very retro style and it's very gory. It's kind of, kind of like, um, oh, what was that superhero really gory show? Was Invincible? It? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, kind of like that. Except it's, I mean, it's not, not the as, story. Not as pretty as Invincible. But it's just like, it's cool though. It's very, it's very retro style in the animation and like the design of everything. I don't know. It's, it's nice. It's and there's nice. a lot of blood and cool. Yeah, there's a lot of blood. And it's also just, it's like. It's set in the future, it's a very rough city, and it's just, like, these cyberpunk guys, and they all, like, take pieces of their body off and put, and they just add more mechanical stuff on, on and on, and it's yeah. these, like, gangs stuff. Like, it's, I don't know, it's intense, but yeah. like, it's, it is, it's cool. I'm, I'm sure it probably, I didn't play the game, but I'm sure it takes, like, pretty heavily from the game. And, probably. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah. Um, I haven't played the game either. No. No. But yeah, I don't know. It looks pretty cool. Every once in a while, I'm like, oh, that was really good. Like, it looks really good. Like, so. Um, so you're watching it, and it's really good. And I'm liking it. And again, I don't always like that style. Like, when, you know, there's a lot of stills. It's with, like kind of anime moving. style, right? Like, yeah. Because yeah. it, it, it cuts corners. So, yeah. So it's got sort of that, like, really retro superhero show kind of thing where, like, there's a lot less movement. And, you know, like, you know, like, Batman comes into frame, and then it's just his mouth moving for a long time, and then maybe his whole body, like, shifts to the right for a second, and then he's talking some more, and then he, like, points, kind of yeah. like that. But then there's also some cool action scenes, and then, like, you know, once in a while, there's a really gory thing that happens, and they zoom right in, and, like, there's, like, stuff dripping bits. and bits going, and, yeah, it's a little <laughs> forewarning. <laughs> If nice. you if you don't like that, don't watch it. I mean, who doesn't? But if like you're that? if you're fine with it, it, it's pretty cool. What about games? What have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing Stardew Valley. So oh, again, much. Oh yeah, I'm right back into it. It's so good. I Let's love Stardew Valley so much. It's so good. I feel like if you got into it, you would just like you would relax. It's such a relaxing game. I mean, maybe, but relaxing games make me sleepy. So yeah. It's, kind of tricky but like you're... i've i've been playing the last of us oh yeah and i sometimes i pick it up and it's like super intense and like quiet and i'm like i'm falling asleep I'm... if a zombie comes out i'm dead because i'm falling asleep right now so, <laughs> so i'm funny. just gonna put this away and like go to bed because like stardew valley is relaxing but i'm sitting there and i'm like i gotta stay up and do one more day because i just got all this money and i really want that like farm upgrade and i really want that i gotta go find that special um, root in the forest because then once I take to the community center, that bundle is done, and then I got a bundle surprise. Like <laughs> it sounds ridiculous when you say But it's it always loud. goals, right? There's always yeah. little goals that you can always reach stuff, easily. Always something to do every yeah. single day. 
you're always just like, oh, I'm just gonna play just one more day. Just one more day. And you're just gonna, which I think a day is like, I don't know what it is in real time. 20 like minutes or something? 20 or 30 minutes or something like that. But yeah, it's great. And I, I have a thing where sometimes I'll get into these kind of games and I'll, I have a couple saves that have gone pretty far into the game. But I also, after I've dropped a game for a while, I like restarting. So I've just yeah. restarted. And I'm, so you've never finished the game? Not like, <laughs> so I finished it, but there's a lot of like after. You finished the story. I finished the story. You haven't finished everything. Yeah. It's hard though, because like I finished it, but I've never like unlocked all the cutscenes of all the characters because you have to like make friends with them. And that takes time. And making friends with the villagers was never really a priority for me. Right. But I finished it in the sense that like I finished the community setting before and like unlocked a bunch of stuff. Um, and other places, and, like, been to all the things and seen the stuff, but I haven't, like, 100% perfected it, and I have never... I've, like, married people before in it a couple times, but I've never, like, maxed out my friendship level with all of the villagers, because that unlocks a lot of different game mechanics. Interesting. Because when you're friends with villagers, they send you recipes and stuff, but also cut, cool cutscenes happen, and you get to learn, like, the story behind all these people, and it's pretty cool. Interesting. So I'm focusing on that more this time around. Yeah. Yeah. And nice. I was trying to do the community center in a year, um, but I don't think I'm going to make it because I'm not going to have the red cabbage and I'm probably not going to have truffles by the time winter's over. All of this makes perfect sense <laughs> to me. I totally get it. <laughs> Anyone who plays Stardew, you're going to be like, Damn that red cabbage. That like, pisky red cabbage. Thanks for sticking around, guys, on our Chit Chat episode, and uh, we'll see you again soon. Yeah, thanks. Thank you for listening. If you have as much fun with these episodes as we have making them, consider following us on Instagram and Twitter at Evening with an Artist. Get up-to-date news on future events, episodes, and more. You can also check out our website, eveningwithanartist.com, for a look at previous recordings, interviewees, news, and upcoming shows. We would love to hear from you, so send us a DM on Instagram or email us at jordanandrich at eveningwithanartist.com. Don't forget to join our community on Discord and see where it all started. Here, you can chat with other members and submit your interview questions. Did you enjoy the music? All the tunes on our podcast were created by our music man, Dougal Dawson. To learn more about Dougal and listen to an uncut version of the Iwa tunes, you can find him on our website. If you'd like to support the show, visit the donation page on our website, linked throughout all our social media, to help fund equipment, production, and guest speakers. Until next time. I've been Rich. I've been Jordan. And this has been Evening Evening with with an an Artist. Artist.